0: Humboldt Last Week. Hey there, Humboldt Last Week is what I hope is an enjoyable and easy new way to catch up on some local stuff. My name is Miles Cochran. I've got a journalism degree, some media experience. I do this for fun in my free time because I enjoy it and I love Humboldt. Hey, if you get a chance, please do tell a friend about Humboldt Last Week. You can listen and connect at HumboldtLastweek.com. Also check out Humboldt Last Week on Facebook for local content and giveaways. Fair warning, from time to time the language here can be explicit in case you've got kids around. And yeah, before we begin, a huge thank you to the program partners this week, that is Humboldt Clothing Company. When you want the best quality Humboldt gear and great customer service, your first choice should always be the original Humboldt Clothing Company, still at Bayshore Mall in Eureka and at 10th and H in Arcata, also online. Get free shipping on U.S. orders over 50 bucks at HumboldtClothing.com. And Bongo Boy Recording Studio in McKinleyville, local band Crested Hens have been recording there. Crested Hens. Check them out at local gigs and look into where they've been recording in McKinleyville at bongoboystudio.com. And Cafe Nooner in Eureka. Experience fresh, good food cooked to order at Cafe Nooner in Old Town and Cafe Nooner 2 in Henderson Center, Eureka. Utilizing fresh, local ingredients wherever possible. Locally owned and operated by Lorena and Joe Filga since 2011. Check them out at cafenooner.com. We'll get started with this tragic one that gripped our community last week. Maybe you heard about the man officers say shot and killed a woman in Eureka and then hours later took his own life at a trailer park in Fortuna. This man, according to the Journal, had a heck of a criminal record, spent several stretches in prison, and it looks like the woman that he killed was a hero. Police say she put herself between this man's gun and her friend to protect her friend. She feared he was trying to kidnap her friend. And again, this guy's rap sheet is nuts. Violent offenses, drug offenses, weapons charges, forgery, allegedly driving in a stolen car, DUI, shoplifting, drunken public, vandalism, disturbing the peace, probation violation, and violating a domestic violence restraining order. A fund has been set up to help this heroic woman's family with memorial expenses. I'll link that at HumboldtLastWeek.com. A family pool has been confirmed for the Eel River Valley across from Bear River Casino. The pool is going to be part of the Bear River Rancheria's new Family Entertainment Center. You seen them doing some construction over there? Their executive directors told me the center is estimated to open, quote, sometime in 2019. No word yet on the pool's features, pricing, or membership information. Wow, a lot of tourism dollars spent here. You see this? Last year, total traveler spending generated a record $448 million for Humboldt. That's up 4% from the previous year, according to recently released data. This release from the Visitors Bureau suggested 2018 could be even bigger, with Lonely Planet calling us the best vacation destination in the U.S. At some unregulated growth sites in southern Humboldt, Sheriff's Office destroyed a bunch of weed, arrested a few guys, and seized $3 bucks. Looks like there is some environmentally icky stuff happening at these places, too. With that in mind, new cannabis rules for Humboldt passed by the supervisors. According to the Times Standard, this allows for more types of cannabis businesses, tries to resolve conflicts with communities like Fortuna that are less cannabis-friendly, caps the number of new farms, and opens the door for cannabis tourism like farm tours and Bud and Breakfasts. The zoo in Eureka got a half a million dollar grant for an elevated trail through the redwoods. Really cool. Like a suspended bridge thing up high. I mean, I like it. Us being up there in the trees, though, might make the monkeys a little jealous. Like, hey, I want to get up there and play. (laughs) This is all according to a release from state parks. Not the monkey part. Oh my gosh. How about that swarm of bees on that chick's car in Eureka? Like, if this was a Volkswagen, it would be a honey beetle. (laughs) That was a Kia or a bee, really the swarm was like half the length of the trunk on the back of this car. Crazy. Beekeeper told the sheriff's office this can happen when a queen is looking for a new hive. She'll get tired and look for a temporary spot and bees chill around her to keep her safe. That's sweet, but also not my cup of honey sweetened tea. Hey, so did you ever eat at Curly's in Ferndale? My goodness, that guy had some good restaurants. He's always so nice. Before Curly came to Humboldt, he had this Chicago club in the 60s where he booked artists like George Carlin, Jefferson Airplane, John Denver, and of course, Spanky and our gang, who he went on to manage. You know, I got the chance to interview Curly a while back, and actually he told me that he and George Carlin stayed friends and talked on the phone periodically until Carlin passed away in 2008. You know, he had a lot of friends here in Humboldt and all over the world, famous or not. Local icon who even helped Guy Fieri build his career. And yeah, sadly, according to Redwood News, at 85 years old, Curly died of natural causes. And he's had friends across Humboldt remembering him well last week. You know, I hope by the time you hear this, they found that almost two-year-old girl last seen with her dad at the courthouse a couple weeks ago. Sheriff's office say the mom got full custody and it looks like dude took off with this girl. Baby girl's name is Myra. She's blonde. Dad looks to have longer brown hair. You might find him in a gray Subaru hatchback. So say there's a letter from a few people you work with trashing you sent to your bosses. And say this letter gets leaked to a local blogger. And then after that leak, say your bosses decide to release this criticizing letter to all media as you're trying to get a promotion or win an election. According to media reports, it seems like that's what county auditor controller candidate Karen Dominguez is going through right now. She's up against an accountant named Mike Lorig. She told the Times-Standard, I don't know why some rights are afforded to some county employees, but not me, and why my information can be so recklessly distributed, I can't answer or comment on it. I want to thank the episode partners. They make this thing happen. Humboldt Clothing Company. Find them at HumboldtClothing.com. Bongo Boy Recording Studio. Find them at BongoBoyStudio.com. And Cafe Nooner in Eureka at CafeNooner.com. And then this news, which will bring us into our final story for the week. Humboldt County officials are drafting litigation to sue drug manufacturers and distributors of prescription drugs. Of course, you know, the opioid crisis is ridiculous here. This is Humboldt. Last week, Miles here with State Assembly Member Jim Wood. Thanks for your time, Jim. Thanks very much. Happy to be here. Yeah, so uh, it's kind of nice to be here in your office. You know, beautiful little office here. You were telling me that you share this office with Mike McGuire.
1: Yes, Senator, share it with Senator McGuire. Um, it's very rare that we're here at the same time, uh, so it actually works out really well. So his staff, my staff, and uh, and it's a it's a great place for uh, constituents to actually meet up. And, and there's always somebody around.
0: Excellent. Well, you know, this is in person in Eureka. You are a dentist and you can actually see my teeth. So I yeah. will let you know that I've been flossing and not only have I been flossing, I've been flossing properly.
1: Yeah. Did you, you floss today? Yeah, I did. Okay. This morning. Very good. Very good.
0: Yeah. You know, and not just getting the floss like up there once and to down. Got to wrap it, gotta, around. Gotta wrap yeah, that's it around. That's good. So we're already off to a good start. <laughs> uh, so the main topic for today, you know, it's kind of hard to find a family out there that has not been impacted by the opioid crisis. Um, mine included. You know, and in line with that, last week, the New York Times did a story about the massive amount of heroin use here, especially in Eureka. Uh, Also, drug issues tied in with homelessness. Humble, you know, has been hurt the worst in California. Our opioid death rate is five times higher than the state average. Um, You know, it's an odd juxtaposition here, you know, because you have the stunning nature and the beautiful architecture. And then, these challenges. Uh, we've seen it in Eureka, the lack of affordable housing, syringe litter, the crime meth used too. Um, it's not good. But uh, Jim, you represent Humboldt at the state level. And I saw you recently introduced a bill aimed at getting opiate death rates down with naloxone. You know, please tell me a little bit about what you and the state have been doing to combat heroin and opiate issues in Humboldt.
1: Wow. Well, I started when I got to the legislature in, um, was first elected in 14. I started working on the opioid, opioid issue immediately and I've had bills that have moved through the process, but, but, um, and I actually got a bill last year to the governor's desk that was vetoed, unfortunately. Uh, um, and, um, I think for the last three years it's been about, about awareness and awareness and awareness and, and bringing this issue uh, to the forefront and uh, now in the legislature in Sacramento there are 10 of us that actually are working on in the, in the assembly on bills re- of opioids uh, related to opioids and treatment uh, prevention prescribing uh, all these different facets of, of, the, of the problem and uh, I feel like we're at a point uh, where this year you're going to see some 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 significant things happen is that going to combat everything no it's not I mean we have huge challenges uh, throughout California Uh, Humboldt County does have have significant challenges but it's not just here it's um, large urban areas other rural areas as well and so um, it's a statewide problem
0: yeah, you know, in this New York Times article, our deputy coroner um, said this to the Times. He said, "quote The state is failing miserably across the board. They're not putting enough funding and resources toward rehabilitation." Unquote. Now, is that just you know broad strokes unfair? Is that a fair assessment?
1: I'd say it's a pretty fair assessment. Um, I think that, uh, we also could choose some money from the federal government as well. Uh, it's, I, so, you know, you, it's easy to throw the state under the bus and, you know, and I'm part of that and we'll take credit for that. But it's not because, you know, some of us really aren't, we really are trying and it is a challenge. Um, because it's not just about opioids, it's about it's about behavioral health. It's about homelessness. It's about a lot of things. And um, we're just not spending the money where we need to. And treatment uh, to, and, and to ways to prevent people from relapsing are, are really critical things that we just don't have the resources for.
0: So the company Aegis, they're planning to open an opiate treatment center in Humboldt early next year, um, You know, which will be able to treat up to 200 patients at a time. They had once planned a location near the fairgrounds in Eureka here. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, neighbors kind of did not want opiate addicts around there. So there's some NIMBY issues. Um, you know, if and when Aegis finds a place here, you know, do you think it will have a significant impact?
1: Yeah, I do. I, um, I think it's, it's really critical that people get into treatment. Uh, and I think that, uh, I think we need to do more to kind of uh, eliminate the stigma of the person who has a dependency or an addiction. Um, you know, I think it's easy to see, you see the homeless on the streets and you think, okay, that's the, that's the face of opioid addiction. And it's not. Um, it's a part of it, but it's not. I think the number I heard recently is that 80% of the people that are addicted to opioids are actually housed in their homes. They're people that are in communities, uh, and, and they're, uh, so many of them are actually going to work on a regular basis. And so we've got to change the stigma uh, around this. Um, and, and we've got to treat this thing holistically. And, uh, I hope that, I hope that Aegis is able to get a, a treatment facility up it because it's, we need the help.
0: Right. You know, you're talking about functioning people with jobs and families that are addicted, but also, you know, um, people out on the street addicted to heroin. So it's kind of a really wide issue here. This is something that I was wondering. You know, a lot of people have concerns that Aegis offers methadone, um, along with a number of other, you know, treatment drugs and practices. It's just one of the many things they say that they offer. You know, critics of methadone say that, you know, all it does is hook them on something new. Do you agree with that criticism at all? You know, I'm not an
1: expert on treatment, uh, certainly there. Um, You know, we were talking, I actually met this morning with uh, Rx Humboldt, and we were talking about this, uh, and... And and somebody was saying, well, We think there was actually a methadone clinic back in the seventies here in Humboldt County. And we're trying we're trying to come back and recreate that. Um there's a variety variety of ways of treatment. And um, you know, I I I too have had uh a a family member, uh a relative who, who has had, had challenges uh, with with this and um you know it happens in the classic way where uh someone uh Work-related injury um, leads to uh, a higher level of opioids, and then they get cut off by the doctor and it shifts to heroin. And and fortunately, this relative was able to get into treatment, um, didn't involve methadone, Uh, but, um, but they will get into treatment and now is a couple I think, I'm trying to think a couple of years into recovery out in the workplace again and and living a normal life. And so, so there, it it can happen. It's not just methadone. There's a lot of different ways of treating people. And Mm -hmm. I think the critical thing is that, that we, we, you know, don't shut the door on one thing and, and look at all the options available for people.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, um, a lot of, in a lot of the stuff that we do, I like to try to like learn from our neighbors, you know, there's a lot of things going on. like, cannabis is huge here, and we have the opportunity to kind of learn from other states that went recreational cannabis before us. And then I feel like, um, you know, regarding this AGES center, there are some other communities locally that have put centers, you know, uh, in their towns like Chico. Would you consider like talking to those, you know, um, supervisors or over there to see what their experiences are? Yeah, so absolutely.
1: Far? I think, um, and I think it's, you know, um, y- you you, learn, you do learn from your neighboring communities and how how, how did it go in the community and um, but you know, I think in in general a lot of these um, facilities are very well supervised. Um, and uh, it's not uh, for a lot of people they don't read and, you know unless you know it's there you're, you don't know it's there mm-hmm. so I think uh, it's easy I think at times to be uh, afraid of that uh, but I would hope that you know as, as, as uh, that there's more time that it just spends more time in the community to, to get to know the community better and they're able to find a place that actually works for everyone
0: Law enforcement here has also been slammed by heroin. I saw a report that said the sheriff's office uh, nabbed more heroin here um, within the first three months of 2018 than they did in 2016 and 2017 combined. Uh, what can you say the state is doing um, on the heroin side of this?
1: You know, and that's a great question and, a, a, and an answer I don't have for you. Um, that's a that's a pretty startling statistic. Uh, um, I think the challenge that we have with heroin right now is that it's actually cheaper than the prescription, uh, op- op- opioid prescriptions. Uh, it's readily accessible and it's actually stronger than, than, than ever before. And so it, the addictive properties are even, even worse. And so, um, I am not aware of that. It's a, a great question and I'm, I'm going to go back and, 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 and do more research, but that's a startling
0: number. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sheriff Hansel, I'm sure would be happy to talk yeah, to you. Yeah. I'm sure he would. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, so you've been working toward a one billion dollar funding package to expand, uh, healthcare access and coverage, um, you know, in the broader sense of all this. And, uh, part of this is a desire to provide coverage to undocumented immigrants and those living in poverty. Um, that's just one small part of it. Looks like this did not make it into the governor's new proposed budget. Um, is that? true
1: it appears that and actually the the you know for your listeners that today is the day that the the budget is revised every may based on our tax revenues and and unfortunately it appears that a, that what we're looking for it did not appear in the governor's budget and that's that's a, that's frustrating you know i have tremendous respect for governor brown but he has not really allowed us to invest in healthcare in the way that uh, i think we need to in california and so we uh, we did a press conference on monday to announce um, uh, a pretty bold proposal asking for a, a billion dollars from the assembly uh, to put that on the table right up front. And it is around affordability. It's around um, how do we get more uh, doctors uh, uh, trained into into these uh, medical residency programs? Uh, we need money to create a database to help us to understand how we're actually spending money in in healthcare. Believe it or not, we don't have that available to us. Um, streamlining uh, application procedures for people who who are eligible for for. for um, benefits, uh, a variety of different things in this package. Um, They all, the package we announced actually all mirror bills that are actually working their way through the legislature. So just because it's not in the budget doesn't mean we're not done. uh, And we, that we're done because we'll continue to work this process all the way through. I was
0: going to say, you know, how likely is it that you think this funding package will move forward in the billion dollar sense? Do you think it'll move forward in a smaller sense?
1: Well, it'll move forward. It'll move forward uh, until we'll, we'll see what happens Uh, in the legislature. Uh, all of these bills go through our Appropriations Committee um, in the Assembly. And the end of May is, is a point which those, some of those bills will, will emerge from that and go on for a vote. Some of them won't. We put it out there because we want to have this be a part of the budget conversation. It's our priority. We're working with the Senate, um, and we've got to work with the governor. So um, my hope is that we get, we get the lion's share of this, if not all. Um, I'm you know, cautiously optimistic that the governor will see uh, the need for this. Um, at the end of the day, the governor always has things he wants. They're always have, we always have things we want, and how do we get to a point where we're, we're, we're both able to get what we want?
0: I, you know, I think it sounds great. You know, getting health care for everybody. Um, you know, and I had talked about this uh, in my question. I had talked about you know providing coverage to undocumented immigrants and those living in poverty. Um, I am of the personal belief that people deserve health care. Um, they deserve affordable health care. Um, but it might be a tough time to sell this to fiscal conservatives. How, um, you know, if this does move forward, how, how are you going to sell that to them?
1: Um, you know, I, I would think that it, for me, uh, quite frankly, uh, I think The more people that are a part of the system, the better the system functions. So um, we're paying already for people um, who are undocumented in California, and we're paying in the most expensive way possible. They go to the emergency room for treatment, and nobody gets turned away. So what we're talking about is expanding coverage for for young adults from 19 to 25. It's not all undocumented. And we're covering children now. And, and if you can prevent some of these things that are, you know, early, early intervention on diseases or, or something that keeps someone out of an emergency room, the amount we spend on this could save huge amounts on the other end. So if you're fiscally conservative, a little bit spent here might save us a lot more on the other end. And that's how, that's how I would ask, ask people to look at this.
0: Kind of like routine maintenance on a vehicle, even.
1: Exactly. What, you know, if you, you change your oil on a regular basis, you're not likely to have your car blow up on Highway 299
0: (laughs) well Jim Wood is there anything else that you'd like to mention to the listeners of Humboldt County
1: uh, just, uh, you know, that uh, I, love, I love being up here. I, at this time of the year, it's a little, it's a little more challenging. Uh, we're in Sacramento uh, every day of the week except for, well, well Monday through Thursday anyway. Uh, and it's a, I represent an enormous district. I love the district. It's the most beautiful district in California. And, uh, and I, tell, I tell my colleagues that all the time, much to their chagrin. But um I love the everything if you look at the work things I'm working on, I would encourage people to go to our website. Uh you can look up Assembly member Jim Wood, you can see our state website, you can see all the bills we're working on. Everything we do is focused on this district. Everything has has the genesis there. Um but it also has statewide implications. And you know, follow us on Instagram, follow me on Twitter, uh just look me up, Jim Wood, and uh um and and also, you know, engage with us and uh, give us an opportunity to answer your questions.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, this is Humboldt Last Week. My name is Miles, wrapping up a conversation with Assembly Member Jim Wood. Thanks so much for your time.
1: Thank you very much. Really
0: appreciate it. I'll keep that wraparound flossing going. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> hey, one more time, I want to thank the episode partners. They make this thing happen. Humboldt Clothing Company, find them at HumboldtClothing.com. Bongo Boy Recording Studio, find them at BongoBoyStudio.com. And Cafe Nooner in Eureka at CafeNooner.com. Former radio host and journalist here, but I moved on to a more family-friendly thing in PR. I do Humboldt Last Week for fun. I love this place. You can head over to HumboldtLastWeek.com to listen and connect. Also at HumboldtLastWeek.com, new music. Right now there, check out new songs from Frank Turner, Childish Gambino, and the Flatliners. (laughs) Yeah, new stuff from Frank Turner, Childish Gambino, and the Flatliners. Playlist with full songs linked at HumboldtLastWeek.com. Just click on new music. Hey, I'm around if you have any thoughts or ideas, constructive feedback, stuff like that. hope you have a great week. Bye. Humboldt Last
1: Week.